hands of hand, boys. We did it. We got Mead out of DC. We got him out. That's right, we finally got Walt out of that Turkish prison he's been in for the past six months. To build worlds in person in Charleston, South Carolina, the greatest city in the third greatest state. Crack open a cold one. The Union. It was a great day. We went out for ice cream. Dan got this cute sundae. It was called uh, the Cheat Day. It had a, I think it was called the Champion Day. It was called the Champion Day. <laughs> it was the Cheat Day, and he it, they serve it in an iCarly cup, actually. <laughs> they serve the sundae in, and it's strawberry shortcake and snickerdoodles and caramel. And I also got a latte that had... Um, Dan Schneider's face in a foam <laughs> on top. Like, uh, at the same time, it really rounded out the picture. Oh my god! Yeah, we went. To, we had a nice dinner. A nice dinner. It's always nice to have Walt in town, where we can see him and we know what he's up to. And mm. we can, if he's doing something that's going to cause some audio issues later, I can just sort of like punch him. He's right next to me. Wouldn't that cause an audio issue? Like, like you kind of doing uh, yeah. <laughs> Walt's <Fuck>. high-pitched yelp <laughs> being punched. Actually, we can sync the audio based off of that. So yeah, we actually good. could. It would max out the mic. This is 30 Minute Worlds, a podcast where we riff and deliver to you a fantasy or sci-fi setting in 30 minutes or more. We've never actually done one of these where all of us are in person. Uh, it's always been a Discord affair, so this is very exciting for us. And you might have noticed that we're not doing it with all of us in person because Belvin has a uh, high-quality comedy show to perform at tonight. Yes, go yeah. see Belvin's failing comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> we love Belvin, we support him. <laughs> it, it, it's improv, by definition, it's, it's failing. Belvin's yeah. going to skip the failing comedy career and go directly to failing late-show career. <laughs> One season on TBS at the 1.30 a.m. slot. Speaking of failing, uh, Dan, I think it's your turn actually to be the lore lad. That's right. The role that we surreptitiously had. Uh, For the listener, the lore lad is the person who must juggle three prompt words to create a setting. They get absolute creative control. Veto power over any dumb shit that one of us might happen to say. Executive authority to tell Walt to be quiet. <laughs> Regrettably, it, that's true. And it doesn't work. It never works. It works 50% of the time. You'll see it happen here a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. Well, to you. have you guys got some words for me tonight? Got something so we can figure out this quality in-person session, which hopefully we don't <laughs> fuck up horribly. <laughs> we got a few in the hopper. How about, how about fly? Fly? Yeah. Fly. Okay. All right. A lot of possible variations to that. That's good. We can work with yeah. that. Okay. My word is frame. Frame. Okay. Fly and frame. And so I, I need to pick a word as well. as the You do. Lads. Yeah, you so do. I think. For the listener, he knows this. He's just testing you. Uh, this will be on the test. That's for sure. Um... Fly, frame, and... Wow. Yeah, you know, it's it's nice that we all get sometimes the opportunity to mess up. Uh, no, I'm not picking microphones. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm pointing at the microphone. <laughs> you um, know, lamp. Lamp is a good prompt. You can do lamp. Or blinds. How about... Podcast, huh? We've never done that. <laughs> we haven't done. We actually haven't done. That. I, okay. Um. Uh, uh. Canal is the word. Fly, frame, and canal. Canal. Yeah. Okay. And what? What I 
think this could potentially be is a setting. It, it's it's always tempting to go directly into airships, um, but if it could be a world that's beset by a uh, like a great conflagration, like a world ablaze. Okay. And people have carved out these corridors whereby you can move safely from one place to another. Okay. Corridors in the fire? Yeah. and it, it, So a canal, right, is a body of water that's used to cut through land to make a shorter travel distance. Okay. This could be canals of water that cut through these blazes. Okay. These wildfires. It, uh, it could be, well, it could be a supernatural fire, too. Yeah, absolutely. It could uh, be any sort of, like, a, it doesn't have to be an environmental phenomena. Like, right. It could be, uh, we've done fire elementals before, so perhaps not that. Yeah. But we've also done, like, a magical spreading fire that was carried from place to place, so. But that so, was different. That was very different. And when we've done the colony thing, too, uh, so, like, colonizing a plane of fire is not really what I was going for either, but it could be an attempt to... What if it's an attempt almost to, like, not to terraform a star, but sort of a Dyson Sphere kind of thing, where, like, to harness energy from it at these different stations? I do like the idea of harness, or the aesthetic of... Tampering with the stars, obviously, I like, but doing that at the medieval level, the canals and, like, irrigation projects, that's kind of interesting to me. So there's a society that's magically powerful, technologically not very powerful. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I'll, yeah. You, I'll, I'll pose a question then. Is it is it in is that in the sun, or is it just on a planet that is so close to the sun that it's, like, almost molten, it's so hot? I think it makes more sense for it to be a molten world because yeah. no canal is going to disperse enough heat to like work yeah. in the. So if it's a if it's a setting of like of canals on this molten world that are through magic, perhaps the water is super chilled. Well, here's what I was going to say. Yeah. Why not be like you said the world was in conflagration? Conflagration. Yes. Which I like because it implies. The world was damned uh, to an apocalypse. Uh, and they're somehow still living through that. Uh, that supernaturally the world is being cleansed by fire. And they figured out a way to eke out lives on a place they shouldn't be alive. And that's the fly. They're trying to get off this planet. Oh. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's no future here, but they found a way to preserve what's left of their civilization by bridging the magic basically strongholds with these canals mm. and there there's a massive project that's being worked on to try and get off of this planet that is doing okay it. interesting yeah. what does this project look like uh, i probably wouldn't be a it might be more of a portal type situation than a mm. spaceship yeah because that seems above their uh tech level why did their god fucking punish them was he a jealous god maybe it's a, a god of cycles Mm. And this is the end of the cycle, but this time people managed to get a bit further. I've I've come up with a new a new race, and y'all gotta go. I'm doing humans with three arms. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's between their legs. Oh, yeah. um, uh, it could be a race of people that are. Could it be like aquatic beings? 
And like they're they're able to like almost use these canals as like super highways between these uh I, I do like no. that uh aquatic beings make sense of the fires like Greek fire and can normally burn on top of like ocean water and shit. Yeah. Uh and so uh Eventually, they learned they had to enchant specific water from a specific spring mm -hmm. uh, and use it to magically weave little webway paths that might not even stay open very long uh, throughout the wildfire. It's so hot. Okay. But, yeah. I think that makes sense. This also, I don't know, it begs the question, why can't they just go underwater uh, to evade a lot of stuff? Um, well, if we're talking about the end of the cycle, like mm -hmm. this god is ending the cycle, and this planet that is very close to the sun. I do have an I do have an interesting idea. Okay. So there's this idea in for in planets in um uh, uh, planetary astrophysics, I guess, is that when you take uh, a large enough objects and like that are usually orbiting um, each other at a certain distance, they like will tidally lock. So one face will always be facing toward Okay. The planet. It happens when like they're too massive and too close. It happens at the moon. And we're out of time. So, <laughs> so, so, so what, the, what happened? What happened is that this planet used to not be tidally locked, and it was spinning. And what happened is it got close enough to this star that it became tidally locked. So now one face is always toward the star, and one face is always away from it. Oh, so is it always like one part of the planet is burning with a greater heat? One part of the planet is like on fire and the other one is, is an icicle. So, so they're a constantly migrating species because they have to keep moving or they'll be engulfed as the planet turns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The planet doesn't turn. I think no, that's no, what he was saying. No, the, the tides that we're going. It's slowing down. Uh, the, the idea of tidal locking actually is that the tides are happening on Earth. Like and it is locking the moon in place. It's sort of the it's sort of the okay. Answer. The but like it's it's uh, these tidal forces are like the, the actual like <laughs> like I don't want to explain it because Walter's gonna uh, Daniel again. But there's like I'm uh, Daniel Vito whatever this is. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I it's 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 not that I don't think it potentially has uses that I don't really understand it. I don't either. <laughs> all, all you have to know, and I'm a very smart is, man, is that because of some lame gravity bullshit, uh, the planet is getting closer to the star, and because of that, it's slowing down its like daily rotation. I hate that. To Elvis this? But couldn't we just say, like, God or a wizard did it? Sure. Whatever. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> what the fuck ever? Oh, God! God or a wizard did it. Let's just say that about anything. Oh, I've got some great books you can read. They're called A Bunch of Shit That Is Unverifiable and Bullshit. Fuck this. I'm gone. I'm leaving. What if the... the jumps out the window. What if this deity is the star? That's like, true. It's, it's, like, it's, it's not even like a god who's like the physical manifestation of the star. It's literally like a sentient well, star. star. Imagine if it's a possessive star that's like, why are you guys looking at other stars in the sky? Are you thinking about going there? Are you thinking about leaving me? Well, because oh. <laughs> a star can like use its ability to cleanse life on this planet. And then it can do, if it has some limited manipulation of gravity, it can seed life on the planet again that's from true. asteroids. Yeah. That yeah, well, it might not even recognize that, but it lives... Billions of years. It's just its perspective is like there will eventually be life here again. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, in my lifespan, certainly. Uh, and I can just ride that out because these guys, they were praying to me before and I liked it. But now they're like looking at other stars. He's like jealousy. <laughs> That's actually a neat idea. If like the, the primary deity, it could be a region of space that perhaps has less star. Maybe that's the frame. Maybe that's, they figured out a way to see other stars in a relatively dim region of the galaxy. Okay. So that, that's kind of a, that actually could kind of work with portals too, our frames. So they had figured out that you can, uh, they hadn't figured out how to travel there yet but they figured out how to project light from a place that's actually like millions of miles away uh, into a frame. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that allows them to see like huge wonders of the cosmos and stuff. And then their god learns about this, what they built. Their god, Zom, uh, the living sun. Okay. And Zom is very upset. Yeah. Uh, because Zom wants them. Zom is like... Well, Zom doesn't want them to leave. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it honestly that makes sense. It could be like a it is if it's just a jealousy thing. It's like I'm the greatest star, obviously. I I like I, I created all this shit for you. Yeah, you guys would be nothing if my light weren't here. And also that bitch Cassiopeia is a whore. <laughs> no, get the, you just stay the fucking home. A whore. <laughs> and also it's a New Jersey. <laughs> um, okay, I do think space is New Jersey, kind of. Dominated by trash companies. Uh, um, okay. So, uh, fly. Well, we had said fly was them going to space. What if fly is some other, because maybe they're trying to use the frame technology to go to space and they haven't figured it out. That could be why the star's burning all the shit too. It's like, well, Okay, we don't so have forests or farms. You can't make we, frames. We said spaceships was out, and I, I don't want them to make like metallic spaceship. But if this is a race of like aquatic beings that live under the sea, what if they're trying to form like basically an ice structure or coral? Yeah, yeah, yeah. some aquatic form. seal themselves away in like basically a comet, and then use it to launch themselves to another. Oh, spot that's in the fucking universe. cool. Yeah. Uh, and I really like that. And that, fl- that fits with the magic and without them building like a wooden rocket ship or something. I do shit. like the frames also being made of coral and like enchanted. Uh, that'd be sick. Like sea rock and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the fire is burning. We might scrap the canals, but the fire could be burning the surface. They like literally can't surface anymore. Uh, I, I think canals are a good idea because there probably once was a surface. But why would they need canals? They're aquatic beings that can go to uh, water. Okay, so the, the the fire is hot enough that most of the ocean itself is uninhabitable if above a certain point. They have dug canals between the trenches of the sea. The deep, uh, like Mariana's uh, Trench style affairs. And the, because that's the only place that there is the volcanic heat from the core to worry about, but they can magically suppress that. But the, it's so far down that the heat from the sun doesn't just like boil. And they're down there. to the yeah. wire. They're in the crevasse, basically. Yeah, like they, they, they've eked out like small pockets of civilization in these Marianas, like it's trenches. It's funny because like uh, this wouldn't be the place they used to live. And they're a culture that used to worship the sun. Mm-hmm. So they probably lived uh, very in harmony with the sun near the surface of the water. Yeah. Uh, and they're not attuned for this 
civilization down here. You know, like, they've they lost... bring light with them and like mm, do right. a bunch of shit. I like the idea of like bioluminescent creatures have like a religious like fascination for these people. Like mm. uh, anglerfish is like it's it's almost like a sacred cow would be like you don't ever yeah. impede like the path or something like that because even if the sun has betrayed us, like the light is still like holy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. And they're not trying to kill their son or anything. No, one day they'll like return to him like battered, battered housewife species. Yeah, yeah. Right. They're just, they they believe that they've upset the sun and that they well have they have they upset Zom yeah uh, they've upset Zom I do this because I care about you <laughs> because I want to genocide you I mean it's cool because their culture would be eradicated they, if they had a religious society built around the sun all their festivals would have been like the solstice and stuff mm-hmm. it's all gone now I just want to say one of my favorite parts about doing this podcast is hearing the just isolated phrases that pop up like. It's cool because their culture would be eradicated. It's interesting. <laughs> in any other situation, it would just... That's uh, maybe not a good thing to say. Interesting is the academics cool. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's really fascinating how global instability tends to increase as the military industrial complex gets more expensive or some bullshit. Okay. So what, what were their cities like that they lived in uh, before? They, they could go on the surface, right, to salvage shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was land too that's been burned up now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think um, I think it would have been a lot of like if we're talking about like the aesthetics, it would have been a lot of open air buildings to let light through. Probably they would have had the streets would have been spread farther apart, and they would have been lower buildings, so they wouldn't cast shadows. I want to say, uh, like yeah, sprawling going out on a limb here. All right, uh, can we do aquatic? A lot of people think mermaids. Can we do spider crab people? Uh, yes. Crab people, crab people. <laughs> yeah, I, yes. <laughs> I'm fine with crab. We could do a whole ass crustaceans. Uh, uh, yeah, is, we have to redeem ourselves after that spider episode a long time ago. And that crab episode a long time. And that crab. I thought that was the same episode. There were spiders that were fighting crabs. I think the uh, crab one I wasn't there for. That oh, was no, that really was a good. giant That crab. was a really good one. The labyrinth yeah, one. The, the spider one was not good. I remember that Listener, one. Yeah. Listeners, he didn't say that. We love all our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all our redheaded stepchildren. Uh, so they're like spider crab people. Uh, they're adapted kind of... They have a fascination with space because they think they kind of came from there. And they're right. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're literally like, yeah, we're like fucking from a different place than here. And it's cool that Zom raised us. Wait, do, do the spider crab people, do they think that they actually look as weird as we think they look? My like, idea would have been that life had evolved on this planet and then it had... Uh, well, maybe they got contacted by something through the frame. Uh, through the frames they built, they could not only generate light, but also receive things like radio waves and shit. Mm. Uh, after all, if you're pulling in like beams of light from, place and, from places, you could pull in other wave uh, stuff as well. Mm. And they've learned there is life out there. Uh, they've learned some things about it. Something could have been calling to them. Uh, from the frames to make them want to like leave their home. So they figured out the frames, and then beyond that, they figured out that there were like signals, like magical signals. There's a signal. Okay. There's a signal, uh, and it could be actually, uh, it could be 
a bigger threat to them than Zom actually is. And maybe Zom is actually trying to protect them uh, perversely. I'm, I think it's a neat... I, I like the signal. I don't want to define what it is. I don't either. I like the idea that it's just like they're, something, they're compelled either through curiosity or like intellectual like desire to pursue this. It's caused them to lose their homes. It's caused them to lose their gods. And now it's their last hope. Because the signal could be so many things, right? It could be a black hole. It could be, like, their home world that still has technology that they came from originally when they came from the stars. It could be anything. And, like, they don't know. And it's, like, a religious fixation for them at this point. Because they've lost their, like, their real religion, right? Like, the yeah, God turned when on. When the ocean uh, heated up, all of them got... They turned orange and floated to the surface. They got they got flashed. Got through a bunch of butter so, in there. But they lived on. They were living on the surface. So my idea for why they're living on the surface, if they are crustaceans, crustaceans can go on land and in water. Yeah, I think there was some sort of religious significance attached to when they first left the water. Like they may have been like led out of it by a great leader, or it may have been just that it sort of signaled a new era of prosperity for them. But there's a reason they all migrated out of the ocean onto land. And you know what would be interesting uh-huh. is if the the frames only worked on lands. Uh, underwater, they don't really work. Uh, and so they've kind of lost contact with the signal, and they're trying to, like, figure out ways to get back. That makes sense. Yeah. You know what's crazy is in order to generate, and they would know this too, in order to generate enough uh, force to launch their asteroid into space from the ocean floor, hmm. they would have to destroy the planet. Yeah, use, like, the core's explosion to propel them. Well, if it, yeah, if it was a big enough object that it was, like, containing their entire civilization. Containing, like, their Akashic record and, like, their, right. yeah, yeah. Their, uh, their weird crab books. Yeah. Yeah, all the books with all the weird crab scribbles. Like, so, we're going, yeah. What, what writing system do crabs use? I like to think they're, like, using the modeled skeletons of, like, thousands of dead co- to, like, form, like, a shield around the ice. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> That's pretty metal. <laughs> they would be, like, a bone-gatherer society. They're literally, yeah. like, this is the last-ditch plan to leave. God's punishing them. The crab star. The etchings. The etchings. Is so extending his claw to pinch out life. They have. <laughs> oh my god! They have found an undersea steam geyser, like uh, like Yosemite tier, and the plan is to initiate something like a planetary geological movement that will cause a steam eruption that has enough force to launch them, and will probably planet. blow up uh, the Earth. Yeah, I, I assume that they basically they're kickstarting the, 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 the that's like that that's the visual right is that steam yeah. geyser launching them this giant yeah. ball of ice and crab uh, <laughs> exoskeletons into into uh, space. Yeah. yeah, and if it's made of ice, it's probably going to happen. Is the sun is going to hit it and it's going to like vaporize and actually propel it further away. Maybe that's the plan. But what could also happen is it just melts it. I think that's the thing is that that's what they're betting on is they're they're trying to and I mean they have magic so they have like there's a window that's why they have to protect it with dung and skeletons of dirt until it gets to space. Yeah. It has to have a pottery hard shell and the ice has to be inside because they're smart. They know the core is hot and that it'll melt uh, the ice 
Yeah. And they'll have to pass through the superheated surface of the planet yeah. anyway. Well, the only uh, way that this this fucking comet thing is ever going to make it out is if it's if it's magically protected in some way. And I, I imagine what I mean, my gut. I do like the idea of the star as kind of a crab extending a gigantic permanent solar flare that's nebulously kind of claw shaped, just touching like an arc of lightning touching this planet forever. Oh my uh, God. All right, you didn't have me at the start, but you you got me by the end. Yeah, so we're gonna allow that. The crab <laughs> star. Crab <laughs> star. Zom. <laughs> Zom is like a good name for like a crab god. It is, dog. <laughs> I don't know why that works. I'm gonna have to tell. I'm gonna have to talk to Trent about the. Uh, uh, about the gods in his campaign. Because like, he has been lacking a crab He scuttles god. across the sky. Need <laughs> more crab deities in every setting. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Um, what, what, what time we got? We got... Oh, only... We're at like 30 exactly. Well, oh, we, hell yeah. We fucked around for a little bit. We yeah. fucked around. We found out. What, uh... uh you guys have any thoughts? Uh, Chess, I'll let you go first here. Well, I guess, like, we were talking about, like, what the cities looked like before, uh, and I was, like, trying to think about how that would be still be relevant. I think it'd be, like, tidal, like, they would be on Earth and in water, kind of like in the tidal, like, they wouldn't, like, yeah. discriminate. You'd go on land to, like, use the fucking uh, magic uh, frames, and you'd go back underwater to, like, mm. lay your eggs and then die, or whatever it is right. that yeah. crabs do. And they'd have some parties that were on land and some parties that were on in the water. Like, yeah, they literally would just, like there'd be like above grounders and kind of like water dwellers and largely be mostly personal preference as to what you liked because they're such a nebulous species. I think it, it would look, the mental image that I have in my mind is basically these like sprawling coastal communities of spread out single story dwellings that sort of form very long forming because that maximizes the sun exposure and but there's like it's grid based because you can then block out these huge areas for use for yeah. like lens like monitor. I like to uh, maybe mud was a very big building material they had. Yeah, uh, I'm below like, water it would be like shellac or stuff like that. Yeah, but now they're in areas where it's so hard they have to literally use the only th like resource like they can't mine stone or anything. Yeah, the only resource they have is like their own chitinous shells to use as building material. And they've coincidentally been casting their dead into that trench uh, for, like, thousands of years. Oh, so there's, like, shit. a ton of their skeletons down there. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, I, I, I fuck for sure with the burial ground for the trench. I, I just, like, like, I like the mud idea, like, clay or mud that's been, like, bleached white by the yeah. sun, basically. It's kind of a tropical feel. It, I mean, it's almost like a bone city. Like, it's, mm -hmm. it's a, a bleached city. Yeah. Um, I think that's cool. Well, they're internally destroyed now by the crab star. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the cities are fucked. Like, yeah, well, the, the, the most fucked thing about them is that they used to be coastal, but because of the crab star, they are like, like, the, the water line has descended so far that it is beneath the continental shelves. Mm -hmm. So, like, it, the coastal cities are just, like, kind of on a, this slope. And, and there's... Yeah, you're right. It's like they're at the very top of a large hill, almost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're right. They're on top of a... And also yeah. eternally on fire. Also. Yeah. You have to look up at your fucking homes on fire forever from the darkness of a trench. Psalm has spoken. <laughs> His word is mighty. <laughs> His claw, my claw. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> when Zom grabs, he does not release. <laughs> when Zom grabs, we grab with him. <laughs> we do not release. <laughs> oh, fuck. We, this has we been, commit our bodies to the truth. This has been 30 Minute Worlds. I don't have the ending spiel in front of me. We're gonna watch Mad Max and fucking chill out. See <laughs> all losers later. <laughs> you fucking nerds. Well, folks, that's our show. If you like this episode, you can subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice to get new episodes every other weekend. Our art is courtesy of the talented and wonderful Shell Tour at Jovial Paradox on Twitter. And you can tweet at us too, at Lorelads, or send us spirited hate mail at 30minuteworlds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, happy world building. <laughs>